It feels like we're living in a moment when people are dealing with mental health challenges and trauma on an unprecedented scale. I've always been interested in how art can serve as a tool for healing and self-expression. So when I learned about an art exhibition at George Mason University that was tackling that exact question, I knew I had to see it in person. In the exhibition called Edges of What I Feel, artists are grappling in really visceral and personal ways with issues like chronic pain, trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, sexual assault, and domestic violence, and inviting viewers to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. For Arlington Independent Media, I'm Herzadek Singh, and you're listening to the Arlington Amp Podcast. In today's episode, I'll speak with Michelle Smith, an artist behind one of my favorite pieces in the exhibition. Michelle is one of the founding members of the Healing Artists Collective, the group of artists from George Mason that put this on. I had a chance to sit down with her and explore how her personal journey with grief and trauma has shaped her work. Michelle's piece in the exhibition is really striking. Imagine an empty white rocking chair with this huge metal spike hovering in the air over it, looking like it's just about to strike at any moment. Wound around the spike is a thin gold thread. Here's Michelle Smith. This one's uh, grief absence. So it's trying to highlight the tension between the spike and the chair as as a moment of absence, like this impending impact of trauma, but absence of comfort, a rocking chair is comfort. And just try to, I don't know, there's something there. So, Ms. Smith, um, can you share your personal experience of grappling with trauma and how it's influenced your artistic journey? Art has always been in the background, but not a priority because of work and life and family and everything. Um, always had a creative like feel like I wanted to make something took a clay um, class in kindergarten way back when I was little, um, but then not again until my husband passed. Um, he died on active duty in the United States Navy. Um, he took his life. I found him. That's a lot of information, I know. Um, I'm just so sorry how to go through that. Yeah. And at the time, we had a seven-year-old daughter. Um, so that was a huge um, life impact, uh, shift in perspective. It took, it's been 14 years now. But then about a year afterwards, um, a clay workshop came available in my neighborhood, and I had both the time and a little bit of money and the opportunity to take that class. And I loved it. I fell in love with staring at a wheel going in a circle. <laughs> um, you, have, you have no choice but to pay attention to what you're doing and how your hands are manipulating material. Otherwise, you'll fail at whatever you're doing. So you can't think of anything else that's happening in life. So that was my first taste of art being therapeutic for me. Are there any specific artworks or projects that you feel particularly reflect on the interplay between the trauma and your artistic expression? There's a piece that I I sold. I was very proud to sell it. My very first time showing it and selling and I sold it um, at the Han Floor Gallery in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. in Anacostia. Um, it was a five-foot uh, sculpture in all directions, um, steel frame, plaster, um, outer shell. It represented a horse chestnut. I don't know if you know what those look like. Some people call them buckeyes. They're the balls that are super spiky 
It makes it really hard for squirrels to get into them. So the seed is protected. I was like, I just, I'm fascinated by what nature does in order to ensure its survival. Because I feel like I've been in survival mode for a while. <laughs> so I decided to put um, a human figure in that shell to, to merge those two. And so I did a plaster cast of my daughter. Um, except for her hand and her head, she wouldn't let me. <laughs> She's a teenager at the time. Um, and then on that plaster um, person in a semi-fetal position, I pasted journal entries from when my husband passed, like things I had written about. I stained them so they looked aged, and then I tore them up so you could read it, but you can't read it. Like, give a hint. You can see handwriting, which is personal. Um, so that make that, that human connection. Um, but I just wanted to invite and draw in so people can reflect on, like, what's happening here. This, It's like a cocoon. It's a support. It's a shell. It's reflective of those... Um, like when you say people get injured or hurt or they put up walls, they put up a protective barrier to protect themselves. Nature does that too. But um, to answer your question, that one was called um, Protective Nature. It was one of my favorite pieces that I've done. How do you balance vulnerability and self-care while sharing such personal experiences mm -hmm. through your artwork? I think time has really helped me get to this point where I can be so candid. Um, being a part of the Art Healing Artist Collective that we just started, this is our first show, um, is the first experience being a part of a group with like people that have similar they don't have similar experiences but they all have turned to art as a form of healing or processing or um, art is, is a visual language so using art when you don't have the words you, have, you can't explain what's happening but you know this visual, this object, something just has to come out of you because you can't let that stuff fester like when we sleep, we dream, and it's a way of your body and your mind processing things. My creative creativity comes out in visions or whatever you want to call that I see. I'm like, okay, if I can see this, I may not know exactly what the message is, but I know if I can see it, I can make it. And then in that process of making is when I'm, I think about the narration, like what is actually, what am I doing? What am I processing? So it's my own form of personal therapy, really. Um, and it's very helpful to me. What insights or messages do you hope to convey to viewers through your art about your about the experiences they've gone through? I think it's what I want is a, a connection with people um, because we all are human. We all go through emotions. We all like can't say we're all the same because we're not. We we approach life differently based on cultural background, how we were growing up, what we had, what we didn't have, people who have affected us in life. Um, tragedies that have happened um, but we we react with the same package of emotions it's just a matter of the severity if you can find like you're feeling something from what I've made I think that's means makes it successful for me I'm like it's okay and you feeling that feeling in that moment you get goosebumps or whatever it's okay it might be a painful feeling but you're still standing here you're, you're breathing you go about your day you're process that of feeling. Let it come through you. You have to honor it because it's part of you. And that's what's really helped me when I get in like really tight and dark spaces. It's like, just breathe and process. Like, it's okay. Let it wash over you. Um, so if I can offer some sort of comfort to somebody, just one person, that's enough for me. And I think I've done that because you showed up. <laughs> so yeah, no, like, no. I, you saw something in it. So. Yeah, no, I really did. I think it's, your art is very evocative. 
you're you're able like I feel like you're you make it personal without but it's still leaving it up to the audience's interpretation. It's a hard line to travel, and I'm not. I don't feel like I'm super successful at that, yet, but I'm working on it. Um, and I'm learning. I'm still learning how to abstract that more to give space for the audience to step into the and like bring their own experiences. So instead of being direct, this is what happened to me. No, this is how I'm feeling. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> Show a feeling, um, turn something intangible into a physical. In what ways has art served as a means of healing and transformation for you in navigating and processing your experiences? Um, I love process. I love learning new things. That came from my dad, who has also passed. So he taught me to, um, I guess, be adventurous and not worry about breaking something or like being curious about how things work. So I'm curious about how people work. Anything that anyone wants to teach, I will learn and I'll absorb and incorporate into art. And that curiosity makes me feel alive. And like, no matter how like sad some days get or um, things my daughter might be going through that I need to help her with, like, there are. I look for the um, the bright side of stuff, and art is that huge bright inspirational side for me. Can you discuss any challenges you face while you're creating art because of how personal it is or how visceral it is? Oh, when it gets too... Like, a lot of times when I'm working on something, I'll have to stop because it's like, I can't focus because I'm crying. <laughs> you know? It's like, I can't find that separation. Like, I want to be in that moment, but it's really hard to be sustained in that state because you really should let your feelings wash through you and not hold on to them. So I am trying to evolve my art into more of a joyful experience because I still feel a, a thread of joy through everything, even even the dark things. That's why with the spike I have yellow fabric circle like spiraling on the backside because even through that pain there is joy, and you just have to be open to be able to recognize where it is. So I was really interested in like how is like the historical association is that, or from what I've read is that good artists are kind of like. The art stems from a place of trauma, right? If you think of like really good artists, like think of Sylvia Plath, right? A like, lot of people have trauma. A lot of artists have trauma that yeah, they deal with. But, not um, all of them. Not all of them. So, yeah. what do you think about this like association? I look at it as a very human thing, mm -hmm. and you know, you may create work out of extreme joy, you know. So, like, you're so passionate about a chocolate, you have to make these massive things, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it is funny how, I guess it's a focus that it's the dark stuff that creates, that, that births these beautiful yeah. things. But if you think about that, it's a balance. Like nature is a balance. So if something, like uh, forest fires, they devastate, but it makes fertile ground for new growth. So if you can express that feeling, then that means there's room for something beautiful to happen with, within you or within somebody else that you may or may not want to help, but it's going to. That was Michelle Smith of the Healing Artist Collective. Her installation, Absence Grief, was a part of the exhibition, Edges of What I Feel, on display at Mason Exhibitions in August 2023. You can check out more of Michelle's work at our website, michelleannsmith.com. Thanks for listening to the Arlington Amp podcast. This story was published as a part of Arlington Independent Media's 
Youth Journalism Initiative. You can learn more about that at arlingtonmedia.org. The music you heard today was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>